You're listening to Chicago's Afternoon News. It's Anna DeBlantis here with you in for Lisa Dent today. And before I introduce our next guest, I just want to throw this out there for you, a question for you. What are you seeing? What are you experiencing in the workplace? If you typically go to an office before the pandemic, what's happening now? Have you returned? Are you still working remotely? Are people happily coming back to the office or are they begging to stay home? Joining us now is Bill Takahashi, head of HR at Calamos Investments. By the way, number 312-981-7200. Let us know your thoughts, 312-981-7200. Bill, you're head of HR at Calamos Investments, and we're sure happy you're with us because I know you know a ton about this subject. So thanks for being on with us here at WGN. Thanks so much, Anna. I really appreciate the time, and uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show. What are you hearing, you know, about the whole return to the workplace? I mean, uh, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? I know you talk to other HR professionals. What's going on out there right now? Yeah, well, it was really fascinating, right? It was like a two-year social experiment in terms of uh, how people work and how people live and the balances that they want to strike. Really, it's personal. Um, it, it's, it's individualistic in terms of what we're hearing. Everybody's in a different situation. Uh, there are some that really want to be in the office. There are some that love the structure of the office. There are others, as you can imagine, that uh, love working in their pajamas. And so we're, we're working with and talking to and gathering information from, uh, from both sides. I saw a stat here on that exact subject. Uh, I heard right here, 82% of workers expressed comfort returning to the workplace. That's up from 71% last uh, last year at this time. So more people are comfortable. That doesn't mean necessarily that they want to come back full time because I'm also hearing uh, polls about there's a little resistance. People have gone, uh, they've become comfortable with the what's happening at home and they even feel there may be a better work-life balance and that it's working okay. Others may say, no, 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 I want that face-to-face contact. What, what, what is it you're hearing on that subject particularly? Yeah, it really is interesting. The, the, the technology has been amazing, right? We can all acknowledge that, that it's allowed us to do things that we never thought we would be able to do. Uh, at the same time, I know as a firm, we really value interpersonal communication and collaboration. Um, the pandemic was a success, uh, for a lot of firms, and for Calamos Investments in particular, we continue to grow uh, and we continue to accomplish a lot. Uh, but I really don't think it would have been as much of a success if we hadn't had that foundation, the foundation that's created by people working together, uh, communicating with each other, seeing each other, in some cases for years or even decades. We were able to rely on that foundation of trust as we dispersed. Uh, and, I, and I think that was a big part of the success. So I can see both sides. I can see someone saying, yes, uh, you know what, this worked. And so we want to continue with this uh, maximum flexibility model. Uh, But in reality, I do think that had it not been for the relationship building that had been created prior to that, it would not have been such a success. Yeah. Our guest is Bill Takahashi, head of HR at Calamos Investments, and we're talking about the return to work. Keep your text messages coming, 312-981-7200. What are you noticing about the return to the office place? I also read that millennials in particular, they, they want, they like this experiment of hybrid. They like that they have a little bit of face-to-face contact. There's mentoring opportunities. There's an opportunity to show what you can do in person, but then uh, really enjoying this this being at home thing. What what is it companies are doing to lure or transition those employees to get back into the office? Are they offering incentives? Have they changed the work environment in any way? 
What do you do? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And I, I, from a personal perspective, right, as a father of uh, millennials and Gen Zs, I've received the horrifying text uh, from a child in the house with me asking when dinner is going to be ready. So uh, I do understand that there's a generation uh, younger than me that, uh, that that relies on technology and enjoys using that form of communication, maybe a little bit, a little bit more than, than myself. Uh, what we're finding, we're in a hybrid model right now. Uh, as most firms are in in the Chicago metro area. Uh, And what we're finding is that it's working. Uh, There's no doubt about that. We've chosen to come into the office Tuesday through Thursday, and and currently we are remote optional Monday and Friday. Most associates are are taking the option to work remotely Monday and Friday, not all. Uh, What we're finding, though, is that Tuesday through Thursday tends to be jam-packed with meetings, whereas the remote work days tend to be quieter. Uh, a time for maybe you know more reflective or deeper work, uh, if you will, uh, and that can be good and that can be bad, right? If, if it's structured in a in a positive way, if it's efficient, I think it it can work well. Uh, but we're also hearing concerns that Tuesdays through Thursdays are just really too jammed with all of the meetings that have to take place. Uh, so we're continuing to evaluate it, but we think there are pros and cons. Right now, you're absolutely right, though. I, I do think that there's a there's positive feedback to the hybrid arrangement um you know questions obviously continue as to whether or not that should continue because our number one priority and is always our clients right we need to do what's best for our clients uh we hold that charge sacred in terms of protecting their assets and their futures and so if a hybrid work environment can accomplish that great if not, we're going to do what's right by the client. That's an excellent point. It's like you still got to worry about the business, right? You keep employees happy, but you know you are you are running a business, and that's what keeps everybody employed. So uh, good to keep everybody happy. Good to keep your clients happy too. Would you say that it worked over the last two years? If you, if you went back and said, "My God, we made this quick turn to all remote working, and no one was prepared, but we figured a lot out over that time." Would you say it was successful? Did businesses lose lose money, lose clients uh, because of the remote experiment, or did you say would you say we got pretty good at it? Yeah, I, I would say it was successful. I I, I would uh, I would say a lot of that has to do with leadership. John Calamos and our CEO John Kadunas were amazing in terms of the support that they provided our associates. Uh, our IT groups were incredible in terms of how quickly they were able to adjust. And and most of all, our employees, our employees adapted quickly. That was the biggest surprise to me is how seamless that transition was and how quickly our associates adapted to an unprecedented situation. Uh, So yeah, I do do think it it worked. I also think that it worked again because of that relationship and and those close-knit teams that we have. One of my favorite books is... Culture Code by Daniel Coyle. And in it, the author talks about uh, the Allen Curve, uh, which was a study of these Cold War teams that had to handle uh, the most difficult technological and scientific problems of their time. And some of the teams worked well, some didn't. And they looked at this and they looked at all the different variables. Uh, They looked at geography, resources, education of the groups, experience levels of the groups. And at the end of the day, they found that the successful groups just worked closely together. The groups that worked in the closest proximity of each other tended to be successful because while technology changes very quickly, human nature, in my opinion, Anna, does not. 
And we still like to communicate with people who are close by. Out of sight, out of mind is an old adage, but I believe it's true. And we have to be careful not to get too far away from that as a business and I think as a culture. Yes, that's an excellent, excellent example. I feel like a lot of us didn't miss the constant barrage of meetings. You know, pre-COVID, there seemed to be a lot more meetings than there are today. But then you miss that face-to-face. I, I, you know, a, a lot of us, what, during those periods of time when we were working remotely, I think you felt like, gosh, it's not as easy to do this this way. Um, and you, you you tried to work better and harder to get around it. It's not that easy. Uh, we're going to pause for just a second here. Our guest is Bill Takahashi. He's head of human resources at Calamos Investments, based right here in the Chicago area. You're building a new office in the Fulton Market. When we come back, I want to ask you about that, because that I am hearing so much in the business community and beyond that that is just becoming more and more a vibrant community. And there's so much energy right now. You're building a new office there. I want to ask you, if you've been there and if you've noticed the energy is returning to that area as tech companies, I'm told, are starting to call those workers back to more in a moment here on WGN. Back here on WGN, you're listening to Chicago's Afternoon News. This is Anna DeBlantis in for Elisa Dent today. And we've got a spotlight on Calamos Investments, a local company here, an investment firm. And Bill Takahashi is kind enough to lend us his time. He's head of human resources at Calamos. We're talking about the return to work. Is it happening at your company? 312-981-7200. We'll read some of your text messages this afternoon as well. What do you think about this return to work? Is your firm doing it, the company you work for? How are they positioning it. You know, Bill, I'm hearing that the big tech firms like Google and Facebook, Snapchat, all that all have major presences in the Fulton Market area, the West Loop area of Chicago, that they're all calling their workers back right now. Some of the big banks are too. Um, can you just speak to that area for a second? Because I know you're building new offices there in the Fulton Market it's becoming the center of, you know, the business, the business center of Chicago. Um, there's so much vibrancy there before the pandemic. And I'm hearing and seeing that it's really, it's really coming back. Yeah, we're, we are so excited. The space is amazing. Uh, if, if you look at the renderings and, and, the, and the plans, uh, we couldn't be happier to be in that area. Like you said, it's, it's, it's a growing area. It's definitely on the rise. Uh, a lot of businesses are, are finding their way there and making their homes there. And I've got to give credit to our CEO, John Kadunas. It, it's not necessarily intuitive during a pandemic where employees are scattering uh, to open an office. Uh, but I, he had the foresight to do that in the right area. And I think it's paying dividends already. Uh, as someone who's responsible for the human capital of the firm, uh, we have to recruit. We're constantly recruiting. Um, a big part of what we do is attracting talent. And in that Fulton Market space, like you said, there there's already a lot of talent. And with businesses uh, uh, coming every day, there's going to be even more talent. And we've seen that. We've been able to recruit people into our firm. Uh, that, But for that office, we would not have been able to recruit. Uh, so it's been a huge advantage to us. It's it's a spectacular neighborhood. And we're just so excited to to move in. That's so interesting you position that way. I, I I believe it because I do see um, you know, all those those tech centers that have relocated there and, and the restaurants and the entertainment district. It feels like it sprouted overnight, first of all. If anyone's been in Chicago for a while, it's like, oh wow, <laughs> this is here. Google moved its Midwest headquarters there to right in the middle of the neighborhood, and so many other tech firms felt they need to have a presence there. It's it's really electric for the city of Chicago 
to have that center there, to have everyone feeling around the world, if you have a global tech firm or a financial firm like yours, that you need to have that presence there. And, and I just, um, I just, you know, I just don't see it stopping. And it's nice to see that's one area of the city, and there are many others that are starting to see this pre-pandemic uh, vibrancy, but you got to get the workers there, right? You, you've got to get people there in order to support those businesses to start to do carry out in the area to start to use all the restaurants and really everything that that community has to offer. It feels like if you're already seeing the energy now, and the tech firms are just calling people back, geez, who knows what that place is going to look like pretty soon? Yeah, the, and the really neat thing is, uh, from a human capital perspective, I think lines are getting blurred. I think it used to be financial services was you know somewhere in LaSalle Street, tech somewhere else, and and printers are on the south side. It, it, I don't think that's the case anymore. I, I, I think there's so much technology ingrained in financial services, and, and, and there's so much sharing of knowledge generally throughout society, but in particular uh, in our industry, that access to intelligent, motivated people, uh, that's the most important thing. And I, I do think you're going to see these industries mixing in terms of where they're at. And Fulton Market's a perfect example of, of really sort of a hybrid neighborhood that's bringing a lot of different types of businesses to a vibrant area, and it's going to pay dividends for sure. 80% of workers, I mentioned before this poll number, it was on WGN TV this week. It's also, it's it's just an incredible number based on how far it's come. 80% of workers now feel comfortable returning to the office. Uh, I did talk to a couple of um, tech companies that are do have presences in the, the Fulton Market area, and they said that they're having a difficult time getting those young workers to come back. They just, they don't want to do it. They're, 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 wherever they are, they're, they're doing their business. They feel like they're doing it just fine, and, and that they they're resorting to free lunches and they're doing, you know, I don't know, parties and all kinds of things. They're trying to bring this culture back to the office to encourage people to want to be a part of that. And I wonder, is that a piece of this too? Has culture changed? Has the, uh, have employers started to look at that as the, you know, the kind of, I don't know, motivation to come back? Yeah, it's, it's possible. It's possible. I can only speak to my experiences and, to be honest, my experience is that it hasn't been that difficult. Uh, but we're coming at it from a little bit of a different perspective. Uh, John Calamos talks about riding the bike uphill. He talks about running a business is like riding a bicycle uphill. If you stop pedaling, you're done. And so when we bring people in, we look for integrity, obviously, first and foremost, and we look for credentials and intelligence, but we also look for someone who is internally motivated. And we look for people who will go that extra mile. And we look for people who don't mind taking those extra steps to service the clients. And, and I'm proud to say that we have a building full of multiple buildings filled with those types of people. So when we said, you know what, coming back in a hybrid model, coming back three days a week, uh, that's what's best for the clients. That was received really well. And, 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 and of course, different people are in different situations and, and we're listening to everyone individually. And if someone has a circumstance, and this is always the case, Anna, right? Someone has a circumstance that, that may require a little bit more flexibility. We're, we're obviously having that conversation. Um, but we've been very fortunate. Our employees have been great and positive about coming back in. But there are always those that, that you know, will require a conversation, sure. 
Yeah, and I, I can only imagine what those conversations go like. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in your shoes. I'm very happy I'm not. And it's not in, they're not easy shoes to fill, Bill. I, I will tell you that, especially these last two years. I can only imagine. Before I let you go, though, let, let me ask you this. You know, I, our eyes have been collectively open to the struggles of so many people in the community over these past two years. Have they, I mean, it's... It's unbelievable what people have gone through and endured. And as a company, I know Calamos Investments has been deeply invested in Chicago. You stepped right up in the beginning. John Kadunas did, your CEO, and, and started the CEO COVID Relief Fund. And I, I know that was a desperate time for our city, a dark time, and it was really appreciated. And now I just wonder about the return to community, your employees. And I know you have a commitment as a, as a firm to connecting your, commun- your community and your employees, and so many others do, too. Um, talk, talk about that a little bit. I, I just, I think it's really great to hear those stories. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you mentioning the Chicago CEO COVID coalition, um, that was started by John Kadunas and it raised over a million dollars for many Chicago based charities, uh, and was a huge success. And I know he and John Calamos both, uh, both exhausted personal and, uh, professional resources to get that done. Um, so I appreciate that mention very much. Uh, more recently, uh, the struggles in the Ukraine. Uh, we, uh, John Calamos has uh, restaurants, food and beverage outlets uh, in the area, and they all agreed to provide their revenue as a donation for a particular day. Our company piggybacked on that and asked our employees to participate. Our employees participated uh, Calamos Investments graciously agreed to match all the restaurant and employee donations and in a very short time raised $30,000 uh, for World Central Kitchen, which is an organization that provides meals to Ukrainian refugees uh, and those in war-torn areas of Ukraine. So um, that was a big success and just another example of how our employees are ready to step up when it's needed to help out. Uh, on a smaller scale, we continue to, to do other projects as well. Uh, during the pandemic, it was tough. It, normally, you would get together in big groups for these philanthropic projects, but we didn't have the opportunity to do that. So we had to think creatively about how we were going to help the community. And one of our employees had a great idea and said, well, we could do forest preserve cleanup outside, socially distanced. So why don't we do that? And that's just a good example of how communication and collaboration sometimes gets you to the right spot because we ended up doing much more of that. And we've had a couple of forest preserve cleanup initiatives where everybody was able to feel safe during a pandemic and still give back to the community. Uh, Now that things are opening up a little bit more, we'll be able to get back to doing some of the things that we typically do, food pantries, March of Dimes, all of that. But it's important. It's part of our culture. uh, And we really believe that that Chicago deserves companies that care not just about the bottom line, but also Chicago generally and the people that live in Chicago. Speaking of getting back to the things that we're so used to doing, when's the first office party? You guys going to have a big party for your new offices? I mean, we haven't had those in a while, Bill. We're a little starved for office parties. Yes, well, we, we look forward to the party, but also, Anna, you're talking to the head of HR. So unfortunately, I sometimes have to be wet blanket and tell people that they can't have too much fun. We'll have it. You're that guy, right? You're the one walking around the office party saying, hey, 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 we're not doing that. No, 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 no. Sadly. <laughs> I want to be, but I, I sometimes have. <laughs> Thank you, Bill, for the time. It's good talking with you. Appreciate it. It was a pleasure, Anna. Thank you so much. Bill Takahashi, head of human resources at Calamos. You're listening to Chicago's Afternoon News. It's Anna DeVlantis in today for Lisa Dent.